Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I'm Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming together to make your everyday life as a developer a lot less frustrating and hopefully way more enjoyable than using other languages. Yep. Yeah, we're having so much fun. We just can't help but talk about it and record it. And uh, thank you for listening to it. Yes. Um, so we've we're we're, we're kind of uh, we've waded into a series here on composition, and uh, we we're talking. We we started off with a little bit about cake, and it talked about uh, with no code. We just talking about how you might want to make a cake by composing together ingredients, and uh, and so that. That that got us only so far because we really wanted to have some uh some some meat, some things to talk about. So last episode we talked started talking about an actual bit of code that I've used uh, that I wrote. Uh just printing a highlighted string. And so uh tr- just talked through the process of pulling that, that thing apart into a different ingredient. So we would be able to reuse uh one or the other of those things by itself. And so I think that really helped, you know get us into you know the the idea of composition uh but but i think we want to now expand on that a little more what do you think yeah yeah for sure and it's of course it's always difficult to talk code in a podcast right because you know i can i can fire up my editor start typing all day long but you're not going to hear what i type (laughs) i i don't think you want (laughs) me to read code to you that sounds that sounds like an excellent way to fall asleep if you have insomnia yeah <laughs> just the nice clicky clacky you know it's like rain <laughs> keyboard oh you mean like saying the words i thought you meant just hearing you type that would be that would be a good yeah i wonder if there's so this is like a thing on spotify of these white noise tracks and uh, i know i even heard how they're like cracking down on monetization of them because people just hit play and they just run and run and run and run and run for, you know. And so what I think maybe we need a white noise track of keyboard noise, you know, just get one of those really clicky keyboards and just type, 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 type. I don't know if that would be relaxing or stress inducing, but, you know, hey, free idea. Somebody out there want to make some money. <laughs> it, it, may, it might be click, 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 and then some mousing and then, ah. Uh. <laughs> if, if it's a true developer, there's the, uh, the face, the forehead slaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that does get a little bit to developer motivations, right? And so one of the interesting things about composition is how much people who are into functional programming like to talk about composition. And it's funny because back when I was a hardcore object-oriented developer, I was familiar with the idea of composition. And of course, object-oriented composition is the idea of creating a, like a field or a data member, or uh, whatever you want to call it, right? I guess maybe a proper would be instance variable or data member. Mm-hmm. And and rather than inheriting from different things, you are creating these embedded bits inside your class, and you're um, creating your own functions. You're defining your own well, functions. See, I can't even get out of the habit of it now. I talk functions. Methods, your own <laughs> methods. And... And those methods are interacting with these data members. So, so you're not doing multiple inheritance or inheritance. You're, you're, you're sort of catching the function call, the method call yourself. 
and then proxying variables back or, or managing the specifics of these other classes that your class relies on and use, right? So that's the, the composition uh, idiom in an OO language. A composition in a functional language is much simpler because we just have functions, right? Functions. So we take multiple functions and we we mm-hmm. put them together. <laughs> we have a function that calls other functions. Therefore, we have functional composition. End of episode. No, nothing else to talk. You know, done. <laughs> so what? Why have we spent so much time talking about composition, right? When it's just functions calling other functions. Well, you know, as I. I hope it's been obvious so far, but in functional programming, we are given ways of putting those things together in an idiomatic way, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. when we have a, a let's just say map, the map function, right? right? You're saying map and then a function and then some collection. But that function has a, has a name. It's called a predicate. It's a, a certain kind of, Right, it determines a truth value. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking filter. Sorry, sorry, predicate. (laughs) It's a mapper. (laughs) It's a uh, transform. Usually, yeah, it's a transform. Some people call it a mapper Mm -hmm. or transform, right? Or in filter, you have a predicate, right? Getting ahead of myself, but you have a predicate, and so we start giving these things names because that predicate, you're gonna when when you need to determine truth values, map and filter and things like that, you pass it in. We have reducers. Right. You pass those. Why do we call them reducers? Well, you pass them into reduce. <laughs> right. So, some of these names are a little, uh, little on the nose, but you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. You have mappers. You pass them into map. Okay. Et cetera. You pass filters into filter. You pass reduces into reduce. I mean, come on. Sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there are these patterns of bringing behavior together and, and, and these patterns are established or they're canonized, if you will, mm-hmm. in Closure Core. And and then Closure Core accepts these different kinds of functions. And 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 so you're you're stitching the behavior together. And so it's interesting because like why 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 where does this come from, right? Like where does it come from? Well it comes from the fact that Functional programming is essentially based on transformation. Mm, yes, definitely. Ideally, pure functional programming, like in Clojure, you're taking, you, you don't want any side effects. So the only way to get anything done is to return a new thing. And so, therefore, in order to return a new thing, <laughs> right, like you, everything is a transform at some point in time, right? So, so now, because everything's a transform, Functions are your only way of transforming. So therefore, you want to change. You want to change what happens. Well, you 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 have all these little pieces that know how to do transformation, or they know how to return truth values, or they know how to combine things together into a new thing, which is a certain kind of transformation. Well, now you start kind of jigsawing, you know, Legoing, tinker toying these bits together. Mm-hmm. And you can stitch up a larger, uh, a larger computation through all these little pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you take it's kind of like the recipe idea before is the 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 functions like sometimes they're the closure core ones or sometimes they're ones that you you build on your own. Uh, but 
you, you take those and you put them together in a larger function as and kind of a recipe of what you want to get done. Because usually what you want to get done is not just uh, some small pure function or transform. You Usually what you want to do is, you know, do some IO and then do some transforms on that data, you know, some queries on that data. Like you want to do a whole bunch of stuff with that data. And then eventually at the end, you want to, you want to write it out somewhere. You know, it's kind of what we would talk about the whole move IO to the edges, you know, at the beginning and end, but not in the middle. And so the middle is where you have a lot of those recipe, you know, combinatorial, you know, uh, steps where you're putting different functions together. Right. So core is this backbone. It's a spine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and you, you're connecting things. So you're using the threading macros to connect maybe a progression of things together. You're using different idioms like reducers because you, you need to take a sequence of information Right, maybe it's a sequence of events. So you're you're bringing mm-hmm. in events and you're you're updating a a current state using each event, right? And so then you're using reduce in order to do that, right? Or yeah. you're you have a whole bunch of data and you want to filter some of it out, or you need to just cherry pick a bunch of pieces out uh, of a bunch of data. Well, you're mapping it to cherry pick that out, and you you get some other new thing, and then maybe you want to reduce it, right? Map and reduce together, and so so. All of your domain-specific parts are in these little functions that you're passing in, right? So your job as a functional developer is to teach Closure Core about your domain by writing little predicates that know what truth values matter in your domain. Does this exist or does that exist or could you find this or could you find that? Or little mappers that know how to take something from a information context to a different information context or a reducer that knows how to manage state in your domain because closure core doesn't know anything about those parts. Right. Your domain. Right. 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 It does know how to do a lot of the, the mechanical aspects. It knows how to go through the whole sequence, call the predicate, drop the ones that don't matter or keep the ones that matter and give them back to you. Yeah, I think if you had to do all that stuff manually, you it'd be a lot more work. The these patterns that are developed that are that are built into Closure Core allow you to it allow you to just have to do the part that has to teach it about your domain. So therefore, you're writing less code. Uh, you're leveraging code that's written already, um, and also code that is very composable. That's the nice thing about these things that you've been talking about: reduce, map, filter. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's, I mean, like even things like Juxt or other things. They're all things that they're all functions that that go together well, that remix very well. And so, when you teach your teach closure about the little bit needs needed about your domain, then you can do a lot of different recipes quickly because of the richness of all of the things in Closure Core. Yeah. So once you once you have a predicate that knows you know, a truth value, you can use it obviously in the, in the filter sense where you're keeping things or in the remove sense where you're getting rid of things. But mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you can start uh, finding things using it, right? So then you're filtering and you're taking one and now you've found something. And so, so it begins to, you can use it in conditionals, right? You can, you can run this predicate on bits of data and, and the result together, <laughs> <laughs> right so you're getting so so the a way of thinking about this is 
building up maps or records, right? You could do def record for performance reasons sometimes, right? So you're 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 mapping out your information domain and then you're beginning to write these different kinds of functions, right? So one one might be uh, a, a view function or extractor where, you know, you take the full rich map that has all the data in it and it returns a subset, right, of information. One might be a, a summary where you're taking a list of things and you're returning a summation of that, right? And so you're writing all these functions that know how to operate on that information domain. And then, and then now you're stitching your core logic together using closure core and everything must be pure because then side effects mess up this whole world, right? So this sort of beautiful world of expressiveness that you get through all of these pieces that you can tinker toy together. Mm-hmm. Well, that becomes a problem if they start doing random operations behind the scene in IO, mm-hmm. right? So you create this pure data model and closure core is your backbone connecting it all together. Yeah. And one of those things, like to kind of tease it apart a little bit, when you, when you, when you make your, your functions, your per functions about your information domain, you're, so to speak, teaching closure about it. But you, you could also, so for instance, if you have a, a list of like, you know, users or something like that, and you want to transform them somehow. So if you write a function that takes the whole collection and then inside does a, a, like a filter or a map or that kind of thing. Um, and then returns the whole collection, well, that's not a very composable way of teaching your program about your data model. The better way to say to teach it about your data model is to write what you were talking about, mappers and predicates. Just write the function that operates on one user, and then you can use that function in a map in the, in the calling context uh, in multiple ways that you wouldn't be able to if only it only took a whole collection and returned a whole collection. And so by by teaching your your closure about your app, your your data domain in the way that closure kind of you know uh, encourages you to, you will end up writing more composable code about your data domain because that's just the way that's what it expects. It expects compos- composition, and so it, it it will encourage you in that way. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard to get into is because you don't if you don't know the way that closure does it then you're not going to write your functions properly, so to speak. That makes sense? Right. You're used to having to traverse the list yourself mm-hmm. and and sort of bucket each bit out that you want to save instead of just calling filter, right? And And so as you learn some of these operational idioms or computational idioms, and you, you can start to see this harmony in Closure Core. There, there's there's a handful of different kinds of functions, like a predicate function or a mapper function or a reducer function or things like that, right? And so you so you learn what those are and you begin to build them into your domain as you need them. And you make them small because functional programming just makes it very easy to start combining smaller functions into bigger functions and then take those larger functions and create, you know, you're building up your uh, functionality from those pieces, Yep, definitely. And I think one of the things, if you're curious about particular functions, we have a whole series on idioms uh, that we'll link in the show notes. But that I think that would be a really good place to start if you want to kind of learn some of those idioms, some of the ones that we've sound, seen in the code that we've written and that, we, that we've read. So 
Does that sound like enough for the week? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we love chatting about functional programming. And so feel free to come chat with us. You can find us in the Clojurian Slack. There's a channel in there, Closure Design Dash Podcast, and we're always happy to chat in there. Or let's start a conversation on Twitter. <laughs> well, X, I don't know. I'm going to call it Twitter for a while. Uh, just my way of arriving at some closure. <laughs> okay, bad pun. Ooh. Um, as the Twitter we know is gone. <laughs> anyway, closure at Closure Design on Twitter. Or you can start a conversation with us in email. Feedback at closuredesign.club. Yeah, I think uh, I will for, I will forever think of Twitter or think of it as the social media network formerly known as Twitter. Yes, yes. Eventually it will be just a single a single character. Oh wait, it already is. X. Right. Okay, so uh, enough about that. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, you can find our show notes and episodes on the web at closuredesign.club. You will also find the episode notes for this episode on there. And uh, please let us know if you like them. Thanks. For sure. And that's going to be it for this week. And we'll be back next week with even more closure goodness. Thanks for listening.